Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Austin Stevenson. He is Chief Innovation Officer at Vertosa. We're going to find out what they're doing in the cannabis space. Some pretty interesting things they're working on, some interesting products, interesting partnerships, some new things that are actually quite recent. I'm excited to talk about here how they've got developed, hear what the plans are. And I'm always curious about people that are doing kind of new, innovative, interesting things in cannabis. And uh, Austin and Vertos are, are certainly doing that. So I'm excited for this. With that, welcome, Austin. I appreciate it. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for having me. It's uh, exciting to talk about infused products and grateful to to have your support. Yeah. So let's do background first. What was your professional background? How did you get into cannabis? Tell us the story. Yeah. So kind of my story is interesting. You know, I am kind of that typical jack of all trades. I started my professional career in finance at Citibank and microfinance, where I invested in small, medium-sized enterprises, majority minority and women-led organizations. That's really what tipped my interest in entrepreneurism. So 
At that time, I was investing in small and medium-sized businesses in New York. I got really excited about entrepreneurship. I went back to school, went to grad school. And after grad school in England, I came back and, and dove right into uh, into startups uh, and building businesses. Before cannabis, I was in tech, built a couple of different tech companies, had an exit. And upon that exit, I took a trip over to Africa as a part of the MIT Innovation Lab. And I saw people growing green leafy vegetables in the middle of the Kalahari Desert. And I got really interested and really curious about how people are growing vegetables in the middle of the desert and doing it indoors and doing it in freight containers. Yeah. So I started to research a little bit and peel back the layers of the onion. And I really found that the cannabis industry was really pushing the technology advancements in indoor agriculture. So that time was around 2014. And I found kind of navigated my way to a bunch of cultivators in, in Colorado that were using some more advanced indoor light technologies, made a couple investments there, became an advisor at a cannabis accelerator, met a couple other venture groups that really piqued my interest. And since 2015, have been an investor operator in the cannabis space and have loved everything about cannabis and how it really kind of bridges that gap between entrepreneurship, startup innovation, and product innovation. And for Bertosa, I was leading a couple of different organizations, but primarily on the third-party testing. As a third-party testing provider, mm-hmm. you know, over the past few years, I've kind of seen the good, the bad, the ugly of all type of infused products. And the reason why Vertosa is because we're really focused on creating and designing exceptional products that are, are stable, reliable, and, and consistent for all the, the can of curious folks that are out there. Yeah. I'm curious before we dig into the what you're doing with the infused product. In terms of your kind of experience in other industries and cannabis, what, what do you think is different or, or how would you describe some of the differences of being you know, kind of an early stage founder, investor, you know, working operator in early stage cannabis companies versus other industries. Is there anything that you find is kind of different or unique or is, you know, at the end, it's still just early stage company. You have the same challenges, same things you need to deal with. What's your take? Yeah, you know, I mean, you're going to get all the same early stage challenges as we had in finance and in tech. The nuance that has been really different, challenging, exciting is that in this industry, cannabis, you got to get really comfortable being uncomfortable. (laughs) What I mean by that is that this industry is a full of a gray area. You know, finance is pretty black and white. Tech, relatively black and white. Cannabis, super gray. (laughs) With lots of green mixed in. (laughs) Lots of green mixed in. I mean, you have hemp, you have cannabis, you have marijuana, you have all this new nomenclature, you have new, you know, opportunistic entrepreneurs, you have scientists, you have every, every type of person from every walk of life diving into this space. And so some parts are regulated. As you know, some states have permitted recreational use. You know, at the national level, there's a lot of uncertainty around hemp and its application in food and supplements. And so in this industry, which made it you know, really interesting, but also very challenging is that there's just a lot of hoops and hurdles you have to go through to get comfortable to launch a product. And there's got to be a level of risk that you're willing to take to launch a product and knowing that from a regulatory perspective, there's a lot that's gray. Um, so there's a lot of uncertainty and your tolerance for risk has got, in my opinion, has got to be a lot higher to be able to launch products in the cannabis space only because, again, you got to be really comfortable being uncomfortable with uncertainty. Yeah. 
And as you've kind of navigated these different companies and what's interesting for you about Vertosa, like what are they doing uniquely? What's the angle? What's the niche that is really the opportunity there? Yeah. So at Vertosa, you know, we're a platform and we're a platform that is focused on designing the cannabis experience by providing the necessary building blocks to craft and infuse beverage. So similar to my background in tech, the platform kind of business model uh, enables us to be a horizontal supply chain partner. Um, what I mean by that is we're not cultivating, we're not extracting, we're not vertically integrated. We are a horizontal company focused on one thing and one thing only, and that's providing the best delivery mechanism for cannabinoids. What excited me about Vertosa is that while I was running a hemp and CBD third-party analytical chemistry laboratory for very established old company, publicly mm-hmm. traded company, Eurofin Scientific, I got to test for my clients who were the CVSs of the world, the Kroger's, the traditional retailers, tens of thousands of infused products. And I saw, again, the good, the bad, the ugly. I saw products mm-hmm. that were failing potency tests that were contaminated. And I really started to understand the challenges behind launching a stable and consistent product. And it really came down to the active ingredient. So at Vertosa, you know, we focus on just that, the active ingredient. Our platform, similar to what you've seen in tech, is we're the Intel inside. When you see an infused beverage product, we're in the back of the label and it's infused by Vertosa. Our technology creates a cannabis experience that is reliable, that is consistent, and that is safe. When you work with our technology, we're able to put it into a bottle or put it into a can, and you're no longer playing, you know, Russian roulette with the uh, with an edible like back in the day with the brownie. Is this brownie going to work? Is it going to hit me really hard? Am I going to fall asleep in a couple hours? You're not doing that anymore. We've designed technology that is fast acting. Um, you feel it within 10 to 15 minutes, and you know if you have. 12 fluid ounces of a 10 milligram beverage. If you drink half of it, you're getting exactly five milligrams. Therefore, as a consumer, you're able to start to explore what works for you. Is it two milligrams? Is it five milligrams? Is it 20 milligrams? We're providing that consistency in the infused uh, edibles perspective. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I could certainly see it in the, the solid product where, you know, the consistency of the product becomes an issue. If I, you know, I take my first bite, you know, it could be a lot different than my last bite in terms of, you know, how much <laughs> is in there. But it, it seems like in a beverage, it's like all that much harder. I mean, really, like I'm assuming that, you know, I'm not going to end up with sediment at the bottom of my can, which is all the THC that I don't get until I take that last swig. How how do you actually, like, what are the sort of technical challenges here? Because I know, you know, THC is a fat soluble. You're dealing now with, you know, water-based beverages. Like, what are the the technical challenges that come into play when you start thinking about cannabis-infused, THC-infused beverages? Yeah, Bruce, well, you nailed it. You know, sedimentation and and separation are some of the biggest challenges um, historically that active ingredient manufacturers have found. Um, So, when I was at Eurofins, I was seeing literally beverage products have like an oil slick uh, <laughs> on top of the product, um, which is which is very unpleasant to the consumer. It's like you're, you're drinking something. All of a sudden you get this rush of oil um, yeah. and then you're all, all of a sudden kind of panicking because you're not knowing how much oil you just consumed. Yeah. And so the technology that's used to turn oil into water is very common and is called emulsion. And so it's a 
form of surface chemistry. And so my business partners, our chief science officer and founder, Dr. Hinners, uh, our chief science officer and founder, Dr. Harold Hahn, he was seven, eight years at a company called BioRad, designing encapsulation technology for gene editing software. And so essentially, emulsion technology has been used in the food industry for years. Your most common emulsion uh, is salad dressing. Uh, basically using emulsifiers, things that break down oils and wrap them and then suspend them in water is what we use. But we take one more step of really advancing the chemistry, and that is using high energy or high pressure to make that oil droplet really, really, really small. And as a result of taking something that's really big and making it really, really small is rapid onset and feeling the experience of cannabinoids uh, quicker and easier. And so that's why, you know, at our core of this platform, we really underscore stability, ensuring that the active cannabinoids are equally dispersed across the beverage or the product type, that it's even, you're not getting that oil slick on top, and instead you're able to get a meter dose where you know half is exactly half what's written on the label, And then also you're getting rapid onset, so you can feel the experience a lot faster. And that speaks to greater bioavailability and ultimately the ability of the cannabinoids to pass through the brain-blood barrier and attach to or antagonize to the CB1 and CB2 receptors so you can actually feel the cannabis. And how, I guess, what are the complexities there? Is it the same underlying chemistry as the emulsion side, or is this a, a separate set of sort of chemical complexities that you have to deal with in terms of, you know, making sure that you've got a fast onset and B kind of effective onset that you're getting as much impact or you're really using all the available THC and, and other cannabinoids that you're putting into the product? Yeah. So I think that's part of the a great question. And part of the benefit of being a horizontal ingredient manufacturer is that we're agnostic to any type of inputs, any type of oils that we could use to create an emulsion. So whether we're using a full-spectrum distillate or an isolate or a live resin or live rosin, we can take that oil and turn it into an emulsion. Uh, And so the emulsion technology is essentially just suspending the oil in water and suspending it evenly. The onset is really a function of the type of emulsifiers that you use and then the size of the droplet that you're able to shrink or encapsulate the oils uh, droplets down into. I'll give you an analogy. You know, that brownie experience that you had back in college, that most Mm -hmm. of us had, was using just oil. And in order to feel the cannabis, you've got to get the oil, the cannabinoids, past the brain-blood barrier. So if you look at your brain-blood barrier as a, a chain link fence, taking that oil that was in that brownie is like taking a big old beach ball and trying to push it through your chain link fence. It uh-huh. comes back every time until it's broken down, metabolized, and then you feel it a couple hours later uh, because it's been processed through the liver. So instead, we do a lot of that processing for you in advanced emulsion techniques. We take energy or pressure and different emulsifiers and we turn that beach ball into a pile of gravel. And so now you take that handful of gravel, you throw that through the chain link fence, uh, they're all going to pass through because we've taken something really big, made it really, really small. But different emulsifiers uh, and different 
encapsulation techniques, energy or pressure enable us to make different sizes of gravel. So if you get something that's less than 100 nanometers, and that's the way that we measure the particle size, it's a technique called dynamic light scattering, um, DLS. And so we quantify the size of the oil droplet using DLS. And anything that's less than 100 nanometers is called nano. Um, And so that's why you see a lot of verbiage out there in the marketplace talking about nanotechnology. So if we're making something that's really, really small, let's call it 20 nanometers, 40 nanometers, that's nano. And to get it that small is a function of either using energy or pressure and the type of emulsifier that you use. Typically, when it's that small, you're using more of a conventional emulsifier. And then when you go into 100 nanometer, or I guess 101 nanometers or greater, that can be technically called micro. And so a micro emulsion, again, is a function of energy or pressure, and then as well as the type of emulsifiers. When you take all that together, what you start to uncover and what we've uncovered by investing in uh, pharmacokinetic studies, PK studies, we're actually taking blood work to measure how fast the cannabinoids are getting into your bloodstream and how fast you're feeling it, we have found that the smaller the droplet size, so the smaller that piece of gravel, the faster uh, you're going to feel it. So quicker onset is really a function of how small you get that, that droplet size in. Now, on the flip end, bioavailability, how much of the oil you actually get into your your bloodstream is not only a function of droplet size, but also the type of emulsifiers you're using. So essentially the encapsulators. So we what we have found is that some emulsifiers, even those that are non-nano, that are ultimately micro, over the duration of the session, more will get into your bloodstream. So we have a couple organic emulsion systems that are certified organic by CCOF that we saw by doing blood work in a session that lasted a couple hours, that mm-hmm. over that you know 120 minute time period, more cannabinoids got into the bloodstream using our organic emulsion system versus our conventional emulsion system. It took a little longer. It took 20 minutes instead of 10 minutes. But over time, more ultimately was received and consumed by the consumer. And what do you think the consumer goal is? I mean, because I can see that there's a little bit of a trade-off here. But if, you know, as long as, you know, if consumers are just looking for something that takes effect within 30 minutes, you're fine. But do you feel like, what is there a magic windows that you're trying to hit as you kind of talk with us? And and I'm assuming people are, to some extent, kind of comparing it to the experience of alcohol and how long alcohol takes to kind of feel, or is that not the case? I'm kind of curious what you're noticing in terms of what consumers are expecting or what they're comparing it to. Yeah, Bruce, I mean, you nailed it. You know, what people want in cannabis, especially in the more approachable ingestibles, meaning those that are non-smoking, folks have a historical stigma, and and rightfully so, around smoking and vaping. We all believe that cannabis is can be a therapeutic treatment or can be a recreational product that's meant to enjoy. And we all know that smoking it can be deleterious to your health. So when you're looking for an infused product, you want something that is more familiar to you. And it is like alcohol in terms of I know that if I'm going to drink one glass, I'm going to feel it in 10 to 15 minutes. And the second piece is it's sessionable, meaning I know that in an hour's time, I can have two glasses or a couple hours, I can have a glass an hour, whatever that is for your your body chemistry. And so that's what the consumers are really 
comparing infused products to and looking for. They want something that is faster acting like alcohol, 10 to 15 minutes, and sessionable. They want to know that if I buy a six-pack, I can bring it to the party, I can have two, and I can share the other four you know, with my friends that are at the party, and I know that we're going to feel it, we're going to enjoy the, the event for an hour, hour and a half, it's going to dissipate, and then we're going to be able to go home safely. And so that's the, what they're trying to create here, and, and that's what our technology is unlocking. Excellent. I guess, who are you working with these days? Are these new brands that are interested in doing starting beverage brands? Is it cannabis brands that are doing you know, other, say, edible products and are looking to add to their portfolio? Are there, you know, other companies that are looking to develop, uh, you know, cannabis-infused beverages? What's, what, what are you finding in terms of the market opportunity and who you're working with? Yeah, so in terms of addressable market, we focused, when we launched the company in 2018, at segmenting the market into three different categories. One, it's traditional smokable flour. Uh, two, it's more contemporary, inhalable vape. And three, everything else. So where we focused is on everything else, non-smokable, non-inhalable. We cut our teeth in beverage, and that was primarily because beverage is the most complex product type. It's very chalcer water. So we figured, hey, if we can get beverage right, then we can do the topicals and we can do the other ingestibles with relative ease. So when we started... We said, all right, let's look at the beverage market and let's go after some low-hanging fruit here in California. So we launched with and looked at California startup cannabis brands. We started with Somatic uh, Cold Brew Coffee and then started to build our portfolio from there. Since our inception with Infused Coffee at Somatic, you know, we were able to tackle outside of California uh, traditional CPG brands. So the first big CPG brand that we worked with was Vitacoco on an infused coconut water. And so once we start to build the case around infused products, now that we have a coffee and a coconut water, we continue to evolve through is kind of our network and product application fit to beers and wines and seltzers and soft drinks. And as a result, we've now infused hundreds of different product SKUs on the beverage side. Most recently, just last week, we launched with Paps Blue Ribbon on Eliminate Seltzer. Um, so this is, you know, your, your grandfather's brand, PBR. Yeah, PBR. <laughs> um, you know, launching an infused seltzer. And so that's been incredibly exciting to really see the, you know, traditional existing brands start to address the cannabis market by new product line extensions like PBR has done. Another that we did was Lagunitas Hi-Fi Hops. And so you continue to see this evolution. We have so many more coming with brands that you'll recognize, brands that your mother will recognize doing wow. infused products. But then beyond the scope of just beverage, by being that platform, some of the newer innovations we've created are fast-acting and rapid-onset gummies and supplements. We designed gummy formula for a gummy that you start to feel the effects in five to 10 minutes. And we're able to use minor cannabinoids, not only CBD and THC, but things like THCV or CBN. We've got a really cool gummy formula for sleep using CBN and valerian root as the actives. We've also started to infuse topicals, creams, pain relief creams, using other minor cannabinoids beyond just THC and CBD, like CBG and CBC. And then also really fun 
applications as well. Again, using that platform approach and using the different building blocks like ice cream and popsicles. Wow. Uh, and, and I like those two. And you, you say, wow, because you probably got a sweet tooth like me. Oh, um, I love ice cream. Oh. I love ice cream, right? We did a, a product with Humphrey Slocomb, which is a artisan craft ice cream, you know, one of those $10 a pint type of ice cream out here in California. But the form factor is is really fun and very efficacious because it goes back to that conversation we were having about the size of the cannabinoid oil droplet. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have frozen treats, you have to like lick them, savor them. And what that enables is for the cannabinoids to pass through the sublingual mucosal, meaning that mm-hmm. when you take something and shrink it down to nano and micro size, you, you're actually able to absorb some of the cannabinoids, you know, through your, your mouth region. So when you're sucking on a popsicle or, or, or licking ice cream, eating ice cream, you're starting to get that absorption right under your tongue. And so that form factor really enables an excellent consumer experience because you know, you're able to start to receive those cannabinoids as soon as you start consuming them. So we had some folks last year this time at the San Francisco Chronicle that, you know, tried the Humphrey Slocomb trick or treat that was infused with Vertosa CBD. Uh, it was an activated charcoal, you know, kind of a rocky road play with CBD in it. And by the time they got the ice cream cone, start licking it and, and going back to the car, they're like, whoa, I'm feeling something. <laughs> this is a really euphoric experience. I'm like, yep, happy Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Infused by Fertosa. I love it. I love it. I'm curious, as you're working with these different companies and different brands can, that you've got this kind of platform business model, how do you deal with developing kind of these custom proprietary products and you know formulations for companies? I mean, is there non-compete issues? Is it hard for you to work with you know multiple say beer companies, you know, does, as you approach the market, what are you finding in terms of people's, you know, willingness or interest in working with you and, and the issue of competition? Yeah. You know, competition is great. I think competition fuels capitalism and makes everybody better. And so if we were the only folks doing it, then it really wouldn't be, you know, a sustainable business model. Yes. There's other folks that are doing it, but how well are they doing it is kind of a function of really their teams and the problems that they're solving. So when we started, we looked at the active ingredient. Our goal was to really, you know, treat this as sugar. You know, if someone like Vitacoco or PBR is developing a beverage, you know, they're going to have to buy sugar. So they're going to buy sugar from somebody. And so that's mm-hmm. where we started was that, all right, we want to be, you know, the, the sugar providers of cannabinoids. What we realized is that chemistry between all those different drinks require different technologies to be stable. Um, and yeah. so that's how we evolved that platform approach by saying there is no one size that fits all. So we've got to be very careful in the type of emulsifiers and type of technologies that we utilize for different product types. Uh, and that's ultimately built our IP portfolio. One example is we found a really big challenge in infusing aluminum cans in the beverage world. Aluminum cans are everywhere. They're cheap, they're recyclable, and they are are stable. The actives inside have to be stable. But what we found is that cannabinoids stick to can liners. So we've had to create a formula that was stable in can liners. 
And so when folks come to us, like PBR, or like Vitacoco or Lagunitas and others, they say, all right, we need something that is stable in a can. Can you help us with that? Absolutely. We have IP on it. We own that formula. How they are able to differentiate is kind of through our business model of being agnostic. You know, we're not trying to sell you an extract that we made because we're not extractors. We say, Mm -hmm. you want to create something interesting? You can do that by using different cannabinoids or different concentrations of cannabinoids. You know, PBR is five milligrams versus Hi-Fi Hops is 10 milligrams. That's how they differentiate themselves is what the active load is. And both are infused by Vertosa. Now, yes, of course, some people want to own some of that that technology. And we, again, acknowledge that proprietary or that intellectual property that that we have developed. uh, And we say, look, we're going to be your intel inside. Uh, We'll be your partners. We'll continue to innovate and you'll continue to stay ahead of the curve by working with us. We retain the IP on the formula itself, but the combined Vertosa formula plus, you know, your flavor system, other actives that you use, that's yours. So we don't take any ownership on the, the finished product. We just look to be that, again, that intel inside. Yeah, uh, Austin, this has been a pleasure. Any uh, other interesting things coming down the pike? I mean, you mentioned that you're working on a, you know, some other technologies, you're working with some other partnerships. What's on your kind of radar for 2021 in terms of either new technology you're developing or partnerships that might be coming down the road? Yeah, you know, on the partnership side, Bruce, um, you know, look for in 2021, more big beer companies and spirits companies coming into the space. Again, things and brands that, that your mother will recognize. And also, you know, really look at from a technology perspective, a lot more mood state um, type of formulas you know, coming from us. Uh, the top three things folks are looking for in cannabis, pain, sleep, and stress. So we've started to design different formulas that really start to address or help manage some of those needs. Uh, so on the pain side, you know, just really starting to work at and look at topical applications, not just of, of CBD, but also, you know, including other functionals like turmeric, for example, for anti-inflammation properties. And then on the on the stress side, you know, looking at different combos of cannabinoids, but also including other functionals like, for example, L-theanine and how that interaction with CBD helps to help manage stress a little bit or holy basil as another functional. And then on the sleep side, again, there's a lot of promise in the functional application of CBN. So we have a, a few different products on the market right now, just launched on Ease here in California uh, through a company called Kazen where they have um, a sleep product uh, called Lemon Dream that uses not only CBN, but valerian root uh, to help induce uh, better sleep. So we continue to design experiences focused on mood state, and that's enabled us to create new ingredient actives with different cannabinoids and then different form factors. And the last bit that I get really excited about is our dry powder. So I mentioned a lot of beverages and and gummies, but we have a a dry powder that in 2021, that's going to enable us to address more of the supplements market. So my take is that, you know, ultimately cannabinoids will be regulated as a sports or nutrition supplement. So a dry powder is going to unlock, you know, fortified, uh, you know, pre and post-workout recovery applications. So imagine your protein powder, 
fortified with CBD and turmeric for an expedited recovery or anti-inflammation relief. Wow. Same thing for, you know, imagine an emergency pack. Um, so vitamin C, you know, plus cannabinoids uh, to help boost immunity or capsules and, and press tablets. And so I see 2021 as being laser focused on widening you know, our addressable market by really being that everything else partner beyond beverage uh, into the supplements, the gummies, and and other uh, familiar form factors that you'll see over the counter uh, at a Walgreens or CVS. Excellent. Awesome. This has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, about Vertosa, what's the best way to get that information? Yeah, um, please visit us on our website, www.vertosa.com to learn a little bit more about me, again, vertosa.com backslash Austin, like the capital of Texas, A-U-S-T-I-N. All of our social handles are available there. Of course, follow us on Instagram at Vertosa Inc. or find us on Facebook as well at Vertosa Inc. And we're really here to, to serve you and the greater consumers and, and ultimately infuse the world. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been a pleasure, Austin. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate you uh, providing access to your platform and simply being an advocate of, of all things infused products. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.